I, I have a question for you. I actually have a, a totally a question we didn't even talk about before the show. <laughs> I want to ask you about Drop it on me. Drop it on me. I want to ask you very quickly about a policy that Taiwan is doing right now to handle the COVID-19 outbreak, which is uh, mobile tracking. And so I think the gist of it is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but let's say that you're a Taiwanese citizen, you've been out of the country, and now you're back home. You come in, and now you're on a mandatory quarantine, and they enforce this. The police enforce it by tracking your mobile phone. That's right. So it's interesting. I had uh, Tim Culpin, a reporter, on for for an interview on the day on the daily update yesterday, and he actually talked to someone in, so he had much more details. Yeah. Which was, uh, so you, when you land, you you have to register your phone number. If you don't have a Taiwan phone number with a Taiwan SIM card, they will give you a phone that you have to keep <laughs> with you. And then, uh, and then, and then it's interesting because the CDC organizes it and they have all your data, and then they hand it off to the the police. They don't, not with all the data, they just say right. this person needs to stay at home for fourteen days, starting so, on this date. Yeah, and, and Tim made the point that he thought that was a, a pretty nice division because it's obviously a problematic sort of capability and, and policy. But the fact that actually they are taking steps to sort of have a clear separation between data about people and who they are and like this actual tracking. It's like there's a team that just does tracking. They don't know whether they have it or they don't. All they know is that this person is supposed to stay at home. Here's my question. My question is this whole thing is predicated on the assumption that nobody would ever even dare leave home without their cell phone. Is that right? So they call – yeah, but they – so if your cell phone stops moving for a long time, they will call you, and and so you have to answer it. So it's it's definitely possible to break it. Uh, it's not like airtight. Like, I mean, in China, they they put a seal on your door. Like, if you fly back into China – no, seriously, if you fly back right now to China, uh, they're not even allowing any foreigners right now. Taiwan is neither – Taiwan is allowing residents, so I could fly out and fly back in because I have a residence card. If you're If you have a residence card in China, you're not even allowed in right now. But if you do go in – what they do is they reach out to your community, like China. You have these huge buildings that are that are called communities, and they say, "Will you allow this person a home quarantine?" If they say yes, then you're allowed to go home. You go into your your house. They put a seal on the door that shows that you did not leave, and then the community is in charge of bringing you your supplies. How do they get you the food cetera, if your door's sealed? Well, no, because they will then open the door uh, and deliver the stuff, and they'll put the seal right. back on. <laughs> so you can't you can't break the you can't break the seal from the um, inside. All right, next topic before we get on to the real show. Uh, a story in, I, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, Nikkei, Asian News. Nikkei? Nikkei. Uh, today said that Apple is pondering a, a delay of the iPhone 12 or whatever they're going to call it uh, from the September launch. And my big answer to that is interesting to see that it's actually being discussed in the supply chain. But I think in, in your daily update, you kind of covered the same thing, which is the shocker would be if this was not being discussed of course they're thinking about it for all of the various reasons is the supply chain able to meet demand is apple able to are apple employees able to fly back and forth to china to do the necessary things to get the late stage prototypes that would be being made right now in march that they need to do to get it ready for september and maybe higher level is the world going to be ready for to you know a big iphone launch in the beginning of september to me, the second one is the most important one. And I've been kind of harping on this since, I think, January when we first started talking about the, the coronavirus. Apple's products still are so remarkably high quality. And a big part is Apple actually runs yeah. the factories themselves. Like there are a lot of Apple employees who are all based in 
Cupertino, but they go to China and they spend a lot of time in China. And they actually, there's a limit if you're not a resident of China. I think it's 90 days in China. And what happens is towards the end of the year, you have Apple employees that on the weekends go to Hong Kong because they, they, they're running out of days in the year. But that's how much time they're spending there. And they are the actual factory managers. And, and not just that, but the spot, they'll go into suppliers and they'll make sure everything's working properly. Everything's up to spec. So Apple is extremely hands-on in how this is run. Like they're Foxconn factories, but Foxconn and Apple are really two, yeah. two peas in a pod here. And they work very, very closely together. Well, the other thing, the other thing that I know, and I think it's a very different sort of Apple employee, as opposed to the people who actually run the factories and oversee everything. There's also the, the employees who, who go less frequently, but are essential because they're working on uh, feature X, you know, maybe it's a new thing for the camera and they're on the camera software team and nobody else is allowed to have the software that that implements the feature so they go to china with the software like locked in a briefcase or something and only and then they run it on prototype hardware and see that everything is up to spec and then they fly back to the united states and nobody at foxconn ever has their hands on the software you know there's all sorts of things like that right yeah, because people, you, of course, they do it first right. at Apple and they build the first prototypes in, in California. But there's a huge difference between doing a one-off prototype in the lab right. versus actually it coming off the line. And there's a lot of tweaking that goes on. And you're right. There's And there's multiple stages of this. There's the upfront. The, the new feature stuff also requires a ton of work like into the supply chain. Face ID, remember, there was all the talk about it potentially making yeah. the phone late or that's why the phone came out at a later date because they had such a hard time sort of getting that getting that launch and that that was getting into the supply chain. And so if you want to launch, especially now, we talk about Apple makes iPhone decisions many years ahead of time, and it takes time to do this. But if they did launch something, I could potentially see this being a situation where they actually it's, it's relatively stripped down. I mean, almost like the iPad Pro sort of, sort of was. And it's yeah. it's you know a very iterative, small bump just because they don't have the time, which is happening during the spring of proving this stuff out and making sure that they can manufacture yeah, it. It may scale. not be the you know iPhone with 5G and an all new massively new camera system and uh, a 14 and you know it could be that they just come out with a lower you know spec bump or something you know to keep it going and push that back a year i don't know and the other thing too the yeah, other thing I, too I, is there's a domino effect where you can only push so far back before it starts bumping up to september 2001 right like uh, uh, or 21 2021, 2001, 2021, you know what I mean? It's, you know, if they want to, when the world gets back to normal, assuming the world gets back to some semblance of normal and they want to get back on the annual, you know, the second Tuesday of November of September is the big iPhone debut date. It can't push it back indefinitely. It can't just show up in April next year or something like that. Cause then it's stepping on the toes of a September launch of the next iPhone. Yeah, and to be clear, this would be very devastating for a lot of companies. All I think that's part of the consideration. Like, there's a lot of companies that are go into an iPhone, right? And a, a knock-on effect of there not being something new would would hurt a lot of companies. I'm sure Apple's very cognizant of that. Uh, that said, I mean, again, it's easy for me to say sitting on the outside. I could see this being a real sort of long-term benefit to Apple where it's kind of like they get they get a gap year, right? Where they can really focus on software. They can clean up a lot of the stuff that's going on there. They can sort of 
to your point, take a point to breathe, make next year's launch a massive launch, you know, 5G with a million features that are they're maybe going to do do now. And I think it could be a really, a really strong, you know, like definitely making lemons out of lemonade, but it could be some very tasty lemonade. Yeah. And then the uh, the other X factor in here is and again, it is very high level. It is very much strategic as opposed to tactical, right? There's tactics they can take to still make this happen in September in some way. But at a very high-level strategy level, do they even want to do that? Is is that the best use of Apple's resources at this time? And, and forgetting even the um, international travel, just the uh, – getting to work travel, going from your house to your office with, with California on this uh, work from home indefinite mandate. Yeah, stay in place, whatever yeah. you call it. We're not calling that in Pennsylvania. I forget what we're calling it, but it's weird terminology. Shelter, no, shelter in, place. in place, something like um, that. Yeah. You know what, though? I heard that somebody – I heard I saw a, a meme on Twitter, and I kind of agree with it that social distancing is a problematic term because it's so ambiguous and it's a new term that people don't know. And instead, instead of saying social distance, we should be saying stay at home. And I kind of agree <laughs> yeah, because – just use it, right, use English, right? Seriously, and that social distancing makes the whole thing seem a little bit more nebulous, and is sort of making too many people feel like, well, you know, just you know, kind of, kind of maintained. They get but anyway, their own definition. The fact that Apple employees, all of them, I mean, Tim Cook just posted a thing, you know, a tweet the other day where he, you know, FaceTimed, FaceTime cameraed his message to the world about having. Um, it's, it, it was ambiguous when they announced it. It seems like they're just releasing masks that Apple itself had stockpiled from California wild, wildfires, which it's not worth mocking them for and saying, why would Apple need 10 million masks for wildfires? That was actually like a state law in California after the wildfire. It was incredible watching people flip right. out on Twitter. You can look it up. The The government right. mandated which obviously they should have done for the pandemic, but they mandated that any company in California over X amount of size had to have enough masks for their employees for yeah. 30 days or something like that. That's why the tech industry suddenly materializes with millions and millions right. of masks. And at the time, you know, I mean, they're talking about, and, and in terms of the scale, I, the number I saw, uh, not to get too divergent here, but the number I saw was that a conservative estimate for the United States of America alone for the COVID-19 outbreak alone this year is that for a full supply of N95 masks for medical professionals alone, not so it's medical professionals, COVID-19 specific, not like, hey, if we meet demand, all of a sudden everybody can just buy them on Amazon like we used to and go out. And if you feel more comfortable going out and about just medical professionals, we need about a billion masks. And so Facebook and Apple saying, hey, here's 10 million, here's 9 million. Great. They're certainly welcome by the medical professions who need them right now. But it is literally mathematically maybe more than a drop in the ocean, but it's like a pail of water in in the lake. It's we, we need hundreds and hundreds of millions more. So the 10 million is not like an obnoxious number 
for Facebook or Apple or Google or whoever else to have them stockpiled. Right. And it's, it, this is such a classic example of the perfect being the enemy of the good. I mean, and I felt, I felt bad because I, I, I fell into this too, where I, my first reaction when this came down was to order masks because that's, especially in Asia, people, you know, wear masks all the time. But then, you know, later in a daily update, I'm like, well, you know, washing hands is more important than masks. Then it's like, you know, if you're coughing and stuff, probably something covering your mouth is, is, yeah. is a good thing. And yeah, maybe people are not going to wear it correctly, but just, like something is better than nothing and i don't know i I would love to see a mass social like we need like celebrities like wearing homemade masks like (laughs) that are decorated and stuff like that like again leave the leave the good stuff for the for the hospitals i'm not saying anyone should be hoarding that at all by no means but and also perfect good like we need to loosen like all those restrictions that go on manufacturing them so we can start churning them out but but yeah, something something homemade. It's I mean, this whole thing has just been so yeah, it's it's been it's been it's been incredible. I mean, you feel sympathy for Apple. I mean, it's easy for us to talk about this one narrow sort of thing, like an, an iPhone. And you know, you think about it, it, it is a billion and billion 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 dollar decision. Kind of a yeah. go no go affects all these companies, all these things. And in the grand scheme of things, it's actually a very yeah. small deal, which is just crazy so, to think about. Yeah. So anyway, going back to like, you know, t- even Tim Cook, of course, not, no surprise, he's a responsible person. But even Tim Cook posting that message, he's said he's working from home. Uh, it, it, Apple's not cut out to to do this. We've, we've mentioned this. Everybody's mentioned it. Apple's culture is to work collaboratively face to face. And a lot of the stuff they're working on is are things that it, it, I, I've actually seen this from a couple people now who i know work in the industry on software projects and they're all working remotely there is no solution to um evaluating animations via video conferencing and you know i know people are using zoom and zoom gets really high marks for um all sorts of technical things and maybe it's the best or whatever but even zoom if you just say okay zoom's the best zoom is no good nowhere near fast enough for people collaborating on animations to judge them. Well, guess what? Apple really, Apple engineers really like to sweat the details on animations, you know? Um, yep. So I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. And what better year? You know, Apple's done this in the past where they've had these years, you know, maybe not so much with iOS, but they did the one year where they said, hey, we're just going to focus on optimizing this. We're going to make it faster on older hardware and we're going to make battery life longer and we're going to really take a year here and really sort of shore up the base. Man, they they could come out with a message like that if they wanted to strategically, and it that would go down like it it would go down like butter. You know what I mean? Like, who the hell is going to complain? Nobody's going to if if they come out at WWDC in June and say, "Hey, it, you know, it is what it is." Our engineers are you know working on their own. We're going to take a year to to use this opportunity where people are working at home to work on longstanding bugs and infrastructure and stuff like that. That that is a lot easier to work on remotely. Um, you know, there's other things Apple could do. Well, they, they, they do it. They do it in the yeah. Apple PRA. They would not say the iPhone's right. canceled. They would say this year we're, we're the iPhone 11 right. was so great. We're going to make it even better yeah. with software. this And year. honestly, it, it, it's a good, if, if there's going to be a year where the hardware gets a greater than 12 month cycle, however long that is 15 months, 18 months, the iPhone 11 is a great generation to do that. 